Hey, this is Brenna Blaine, and you're listening to Can I Say That? Hey guys, this is Austin, and this week on the show we have Becca Hart talking about her walk with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, Before we get started, I wanted to ask Brenna why uh, this topic, why Holy Spirit? Well, the point of this podcast is to ask hard questions, right? And so I look at my life, I was raised as a Christian, grew up in a Christian home, um, and yet I never knew that the Holy Spirit functioned in the way that he did, or I never knew about the gifts, really, aside from teaching, preaching, pastoring. And then I ended up doing a program called Youth with Mission and just seeing the Holy Spirit move in radical ways, learning about hearing God's voice. Like, I actually learned how to listen to God's voice and learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like healing and prophecy and words of wisdom and knowledge. And I came back home, and I started to ask around to people who had similar backgrounds to me that grew up in non-denominational churches and was like, did you know about this? Like, did your church ever practice this? Because it's in the Bible, but I never knew about it. Um, And it it seemed like 90% of the people I talked to about it were like, no, I don't, we never did this or I don't know what this is. And so I had to ask and have continue asking like, why, why is that? Why do we see Pentecostal and charismatic churches regularly engaging in encouraging the body to practice the charismatic gifts and to engage with the Holy Spirit. And we don't see that in other churches. And my thought is that I think non-denom churches look at the chaos that could happen or that maybe they've seen in charismatic or Pentecostal churches. Not that all Pentecostal and charismatic churches are chaotic, but that they see that and they, and they say, we don't want that to ever happen. And so instead of looking and reading Paul's letters in the New Testament on how he guided the church to stay out of chaos, they back away from it completely. And the problem with that is it's insane that that Paul actually, when he talks about the charismatic gifts, like he's literally writing to the churches. And so a lot of times we see the spiritual gifts or engaging with the Holy Spirit is watered down to... Um, something that's preached on in a sermon series maybe once a year, once every other year, and encouraged um, for you to practice in your own personal life at home or people you're comfortable with instead of practicing it in those areas as well as as a church body together on Sundays. Like we see Paul instructs the church in uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, and it's interesting because in First Corinthians 13, he goes on to talk about the body. And a lot of churches are functioning with just using the hand, right? Just hearing preaching or just hearing worship when it's like, no, we're supposed to engage. The whole body has a purpose. And one last thing before we jump into our interview with Becca, you grew up not as a Christian. Um, you became a Christian later in life. But when I told you about everything that I learned with YWAM, you're like, yeah, of course the Holy Spirit does that. And so I'm wondering how. Like if you didn't grow up a Christian, then you ended up in a non-denom church. How did you still know about the function of the Holy Spirit? Uh, yeah, I mean, because I came to Christ when I was 18, I also 
didn't go to church for 18 years, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't have an idea of what was normal. I didn't have this kind of established notion of what I had seen weekly. And so after I came to Christ, I started going to, like I went to Jesus Culture Conference like a couple months after I came to Christ um, in Reading and sort of introduced to worship music. And the first worship album someone gave to me was uh, actually William Matthews. Uh, and so I kind of had all these maybe more uh, charismatic, perhaps... Hashtag false prophets. No. Hashtag watch Sp- out. Okay. Uh, sp- spirit-filled, I guess, church, like example of church. And at the same time, as I'm reading the Bible, I'm not finding a disconnect mm-hmm. between the two. Because um, when I'm looking at scripture, I'm seeing things like the woman at the well, knowing everything about kind of prophetically knowing things about her mm-hmm. um, without, because the Holy Spirit is telling him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is telling him that. And I see Jesus praying over people and then being healed. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I say see this, I mean, I'm seeing this in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, I guess, that's that was right. That's what, to me, what following Jesus meant to be like. Because Jesus mm-hmm. said, greater things than what I did, you will do. Mm-hmm. So... I couldn't say it had nothing to do with me. It was just the Lord was very gracious in teaching me and putting things in my life and putting people in my life and just a a desire to learn more. I mean, just like countless hours of podcasts, um, worship music and books, reading books and stuff. And I just, the more I read, and of course I didn't just, I didn't love everything I read or believe everything I read, but Mm -hmm. the more I read, the more it was like, oh yeah, this is what following Jesus means. Also Holy Spirit, because Jesus says he's going to send someone better than himself Mm. to help, to be our helper. And it's like, well, if that's what Jesus said, and I trust him, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to trust that he said, this person is my helper and is going to actually be a part of my life and guiding me and Mm -hmm. leading me in that way. So essentially you have a lot of raw theology and not a lot of muddy doctrine to wade through. Yeah, I would say so. And which obviously isn't to say that, you know, a non-denominational church or any type of church is automatically going to be poor theology or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But just to say, I didn't have good or bad theology in my life. I had no theology. That was weird. No, bad. No, but I had no theology. Bad. (laughs) I'm Canadian for a second. Um, I had no theology in my life. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is a good place to move on. So without further ado, let's move on to Holy Spirit Who with guest Becca Hart. Hooray. Hey guys, uh, it's me. Who else would it be (laughs) running this podcast? I am here with my friend Becca, and we are actually just talking about Stranger Things. Yes. Do you watch it? I do. I just finished, I just binged it in like the last three days. Oh, me too. Last four days. But I'm older than you, so it would take a longer time for me. Because you get tired. You paced it out. (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) Did you like it? I did. I thought it was way more gory than the last two. I, like... Well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but let's just say I was really afraid. Like, I definitely slept with the light on one night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first one, I was like, this is cute. And the second one, I was like, ooh. The second one, though, I was like, ooh, interesting, until that one where they were, like, in that alley. 
you know, we're talking about that oh, one episode babe. where Eleven's like meets her friends that are like her. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you're like me as like a storyteller. You're like waiting for like them to come again. Yeah, and then they didn't. And they never. One. So Hawkins, Indiana, and those other places have like have super people. bad people. <laughs> There's people living in all these towns we didn't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. I Spoiler, it happens in Hawkins, Indiana. It does. Ruined. Sorry, guys. Yeah. ASMR. <laughs> Getting real close to the mic. ASMR. Oh. Oh, just kidding, you dude. Have a, you have a, a promising future in that. Thank you. What she, about this? But actually, <laughs> we're not here to talk about Stranger Things. Or ASMR. Or ASMR. But we are here to talk about the Holy Spirit. So... Before we jump into that, I want to ask you, like, what was your relationship with the church and the Holy Spirit growing up? Like, Mm. what did you know? What did you not know? Like, what was normal? What was not normal? Yeah. I guess, well, like, in, well, because I grew up in the church, you Mm -hmm. know, Willow Creek. Well, shout out. I did, because I grew up in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, we went to Willow Creek, and then, you know, the Holy Spirit's talked about, but it was like... The third of the Trinity that you're like, yeah, yeah, Holy Spirit. And then you're like, God the Father, you know, Mm -hmm. and then Jesus. And so mostly Jesus, I think, you Mm -hmm. know. And so I guess my relationship with the Holy Spirit was hearing about it, him. See, sometimes you don't even know what to say, you know. But hearing about the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and then, but just kind of taking it for granted, I guess. Yeah. It, I don't know. How should I refer? It, him. I think Adam. I think the the Bible normally uses male pronouns. Yeah, let's just yeah, go for it. We'll okay. do that. It's 2019. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Ah. So hearing about the Holy Spirit, but maybe not quite understanding. Mm-hmm. Or especially when he was referred to as the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. and you're like, as a kid, you're like, what the? You know? Well, I mean, I would now, but this, I'm so, st- I was about to make a sassy comment. Make I was going to say, they don't do the Holy Ghost in, like, translations anymore. It seems like a very, oh. like, pre-2000s. That's interesting. But I'm not saying that as a scholar. I could be wrong. No, but that's what's great. Can you say that, Brenna? I don't know. Oh, can I? <laughs> but it entered in the music. <laughs> Yes. Oh, listening to. <laughs> now for a commercial break, ASMR with Becca. <laughs> What's that sound? That was like you mixing with your mouth. Oh. Um, so then growing up, then we switched and went to, uh, we switched. My family and I left Willow Creek and then went to uh, Plymouth Brethren Church. So in kind of my journey of faith, it's mm-hmm. always been, well, obviously as a kid, it was like where my parents took me, yeah. you know. Um, but it's been, I've seen all I've seen Pentecostal, and I've mm-hmm. seen not Pentecostal, <laughs> opposite, I guess. I don't know. Like non denom so, Yeah, and yeah. everywhere the Holy Spirit's mentioned, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever really realized the power of the Holy Spirit or what that even meant. It was just, like I said, I take it for granted. Yeah. So it seems like um, the Holy Spirit is like the most misunderstood mm-hmm. part of the Trinity, at least I think in what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um when did you discover that the Holy Spirit was, like, an active participant in your everyday life? Yeah. I remember... I remember... So, when I was in high school, I was a wild child a little bit, you know? Mm. But I always kept, like, my... I would have to say, like, I kept my faith, you know? Mm. I always... 
not always, but I did believe in God, mm-hmm. you know, and I did believe in Jesus. I just was choosing some crazy stuff. And so like, I don't know about the Holy Spirit. But. Yeah. Or see, like, and I didn't even like credit anything to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. ever. And then when I, I mean, this is crazy, but I went to, I, I came back to the Lord. I went to a women of faith conference mm-hmm. and totally got saved again or re, a born again Christian, you know, oh, That's born again, pe- again, yeah, born again, again, Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine mm. and she took me to a prayer meeting in someone's basement. And I was like, what's a prayer meeting? Not really. I mean, obviously I knew about prayer and they, whoever was leading it, I'm not putting it down, but it mm. got real wild. People were like speaking in tongues and people were, um, like holy rollers, holy rollers, but like, but no one was really leading it, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel safe yeah. as a Christian, especially coming back to the Lord and being like, like I said, God and Jesus, and now this like active something going taking mm-hmm. over someone's body, and now they're being crazy. And so I was sat there, and uh, like anytime there was like a prayer, I always kept my eyes open because I'm like, Someone's what gonna is going? Yeah, like what's going on? I have to watch, and also for my safety and because what the is going yeah. on, you know, and. So a real dark cloud came over me for mm-hmm. real for like six months. Wow. Or, and I felt very confused, but I didn't like lose my faith. But I remember being like, I just, something came over me and it was dark. And then my parents were very concerned because it's it just, they could see the darkness mm-hmm. over me. And then they were like, hey, Becca, we're going to um, a, pro- a prophetic meeting tonight. And I was still going to church and Mm -hmm. practicing things, but I was just so sad and, like, I couldn't get out of this funk. I would, like, dry heave. So weird. It was a weird experience (laughs) in my life. I don't know. So then they're like, let's take you to a prophetic... We're going to this prophetic meeting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the... Again, you know? And so I I was just looking for hope in anything Mm because I knew he was real. I knew my life. I wanted to connect with God, and I wanted to really connect with him. And I think that was the piece... That's like where I really love the Holy Spirit. So I went to this meeting with my parents and there's probably like 30 people there and people I trust and like family friends Mm -hmm. and very safe place. And this guy sat in front of us giving prophecy out and I'd be like, oh, that, that landed true for Mm so-and-so, you know, they, that I know them. And so that he's, he hasn't met any of us and it resonated with them. And then the, it ended and he had no prophecy for me. And I remember being like. What? what the? I love saying what the. Anyway, and then my tears uh, started like filling my eyes, and he's like, "You in the back, come here." <gasps> and then he was like, "I have to pull you into a different room with one of your like mentors." So this mm-hmm. lady who was a mentor of mine, the three of us went into this room, and he's like, "There has been a doubt, a dark cloud over you." Oh my god! And he's like, "And it could have been worse, but the Lord." Um, is cutting through the darkness tonight. And um, I wouldn't say that, you know, he had the Holy Spirit enter, but he talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. And he's like, angels have been protecting you. And what? and then now, like, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have them all written down. Mm-hmm. You know, someone was taking notes for me. The lady, my mentor lady friend. There's a stenographer. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He travels with yeah. that. You know, prophecy. Yeah. Pro- oh. Prophets. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, he's like, why don't you 
stay connected to um, your mentor because she knows a lot about the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it, it was this whole new revelation in my mm. life of like, I can't even tell you, the darkness was gone. It has mm. never come back. And in some ways, I'm, I thank God for that moment because I, I feel like the Holy Spirit came in my life at that moment. Mm. And I knew he was real and I knew I could connect with, in a sense, God the Father and then Jesus in such a deeper way with the tool of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Change, it was life-changing. And for those who, like, don't know what prophecy is or maybe they've never experienced, like, how would you explain prophecy? Yeah, I've seen it done. I mean, you could probably touch on this too, Brenna. Like, No. Have, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brenna, I'm going to teach you about prophecy. What is <laughs> prophecy? Prophecy. Um, <laughs> Okay, for me, it's it's kind of a lot because I think there's things where people it come it's like encouraging words, mm-hmm. kind of for the moment, you know, and it feels good. But then there's some for him when he talked to me about like when he gave me that word of prophecy. Let's say he just like knew things about me. How mm-hmm. would he know that he didn't even have a chance to like you know know me at yeah. all? So I think it's something that. Oh, man, how would I define it? I don't want to say, like, futuristic. Mm-hmm. What would, I don't know. Prophecy. How would you explain prophecy, Brenna? It's kind of, I love when people say, it's like, he reads my mail, but... Yeah. Email, you know? And <laughs> Faster. <laughs> yeah, like... More something, direct. Where it's something, like, meets you in your heart that mm-hmm. only you and God know, mm-hmm. and you know you've touched it away, and yet someone's bringing it in a very safe setting, for mm-hmm. the most part. I know there's been... Well, like, I know there can you can get burned by prophecy, mm-hmm. but... It's someone knowing you to the depths that only God could have known that. Because God gave them, like, a word or... Yeah. God gave them knowledge about you. Yeah, knowledge. Yeah, that's right. So we find prophecy, along with other gifts, being talked about by Paul in 1 Corinthians 12. Um, What is one memorable interaction you had with someone who's engaging in practicing the prophetic gifts, whether it was healing or a word of knowledge... Or prophecy, like what? What's one thing that stuck out to you? Yeah, I have a few. It's been that's a cool journey, yeah. but I don't. I don't. I won't do like all of them. Tell you know, five. Tell five. <laughs> I was sitting at church and I, I was I was attending a charismatic church for mm-hmm. a while in Illinois. Dun and, dun dun. <laughs> and we had a special guest come in, mm-hmm. and my knee had been hurting. I, I had surgery on my right knee, mm-hmm. and then in, from sports, it I injured it from playing sports. And then as I got older, it was like clicking, what am I, 100? No, I was like probably like early 30s or something. And he... And how long ago was this? I'm just kidding. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 10 years, 11 years. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. Um, so he said um, that he believes... And, and I, again, sometimes I like testing people, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, there are these moments where you're like, come forward if you want something, you know? And you're like, no. And you're like, Bleh. But usually because I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a Calvinist. seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a seven in the Enneagram, mm-hmm. which is also a religion. Enneagram mm-hmm. yeah, religion. Totally. I'm a seven. And so usually I'm like, me, I'll go, you know. But he called up, he's like, He's like, I believe sometimes that when we sometimes speak to our body parts, you know, like, and ask, join the Holy Spirit and then ask God to, like, move and heal something. He's like, I have seen beautiful things when you're like, hey, 
well, I'll, I'll tell you the story. So then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, cause I'm like, there's a lot of people yeah. who are, well, that's the problem too. It's like, there's so many people that need healing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know why God sometimes chooses to heal someone and sometimes mm-hmm. what they're not healed. And so my knee, I was like, you know what? Why not have the faith to just step forward and be like, look like an idiot kind of. So I go in front of the church, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll go, whatever. Mm-hmm. I raise my hand. And he, I came forward and he's like, so Becca, why don't you speak to your knee? And I'm like, really? Like me and my knee just How's gonna, it going? Yeah. I'm like, thank you for holding me all these years. <laughs> You've been so well, but not for a while you haven't been. Anyway, so then he's like, Becca, speak to your knee and ask it to come into alignment or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And so, and I'm like, hey, knee, you know, come into alignment. But for me in that moment, I always like truly before I step into moments like that, I'm like constantly like, Holy Spirit, please be with me. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like, do I feel off? And I, I kind of live by like the fruit, the fruit of the spirit yeah. is this love, is this goodness, you know, whatever. And so then I'm like, knee, <laughs> hey, you come into the alignment. And he's like, no, say it like you mean it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, knee. <laughs> like, anyway. My knee totally stopped hurting and stopped oh clicking, gosh. and it's and usually sometimes it like would um, I blow it out or something. Mm-hmm. It hasn't done that, and now I'm scared. Be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna knock on wood, but <laughs> it stopped doing that. And I was like, I, I mean, that is like a personal testimony, mm-hmm. and like no one else could see anything different because it truly was just an internal thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't deny that yeah. I was healed. So, um, well, and I think I want to say that something that I think that I've seen in the church with the Holy Spirit too, is like also knowing the voice and like, is this from God? Is mm-hmm. this, what voice is this? And, um, I think I don't know the answers to that, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, like I said, I don't know why, what I'm about to say is like, I don't know why some people, well, some of my friends are barren, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes God does give breakthrough prayer and like give someone a, a, a child. I don't know why mm-hmm. it doesn't work out for everyone. But anyway, I was at my cousin's house she was having a Mary Kay party. <laughs> Can't you tell? Like, if you guys could see me right now, I'm like, look like I'm wearing clown makeup. No, not that Mary Kay is like clown makeup, but oh my gosh. Take we that just up. lost another third of my followers. Your audience is all Mary Kay people. Anyway. They but a really up. pretty clown. Yeah. They're like, I'm getting in my Mary Kay car that I got for selling 12K. I don't know. Like, they're always like light pink cars. They are. You, you know. can't miss them. No. Um, so I went to this party and I mean, I hate to, I mean, no one's a believer. No one was a believer. It was just like four of us, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And we were just, it was more just like relaxed environment. And we're just chatting, chatting with my cousin and her friend there. She was like sharing that she hadn't been able to get pregnant. Her Mm -hmm. and her husband were trying. And immediately I heard that like voice say, you should pray for her and I have a child for her, you know? Mm. And I'm like, nope. And then, <laughs> no, it stinks a little bit because then the whole time they're talking, but all you see is lips and you're like you're battling. Like yes, you're like, Lord, no. Yes, Becca, no, Lord. Yes, Becca, no, Lord, you know? <laughs> and then, um, plus like, anyway, so I just prayed about it and like two hours went by and she's out the door and I'm like, oh, curses. I have to, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And so I went outside and I was like, hey, can I pray with you? I feel like you, 
I feel like God wants to give you a gift of a child. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want to pray for you. And so she's like, wow, I honestly have never done this. Do I like put my hands together? What do I do? And I'm like, Uh sure. (laughs) Whatever you want. Yeah. Do this, you know, whatever. Do this. You guys can't see it. She's making prayer hands. Hashtag. Hashtag. Emoji. Emoji. (laughs) Totally. And then I just prayed. And then, um, and then I went inside and my cousin's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm crazy. I can't believe I'm telling you. I'm like, I really believe she's going to have a baby. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to pray for her. And then I think it was like six months later, my cousin calls me and she's like, Becca, that is so wild. My friend is pregnant and she's having a baby. I'm like three months. I didn't do that, but I think maybe like the gift of hope, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like a stranger, like Maybe that's a piece of it. So partnering with the Holy Spirit, receiving from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is such a beautiful thing. Anyway. So I like how you touched on, like, is this God? Like, is this the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah. And I know one really controversial thing that we come into when we talk about the Holy Spirit, talk about gifts, and the functioning with the Holy Spirit is, like, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is it real? Like, mm. is it justifiable? I just want to know, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah. I I think sometimes, like, we, when I hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's, like, it almost seems like a rule or something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this, you accept Jesus in your heart, you get baptized, check, check, and then you're, like, oh, now you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. and Unless you're Calvinist. Yes, unless. <laughs> and then I think that... Um, from my experience, I was never officially baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, I think it's just a free gift for Mm -hmm. me. I think there's been moments where I've encountered and I the Holy Spirit in a very powerful way, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't some necessarily like physically saying, now I baptize you in the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. you know? So do you, do you believe that when you become a believer, you get the gift of the Holy Spirit? I kind of do. I mean, I don't think someone has to pray. I don't know. But then I had that weird experience, you know? So it's like, but I'm, yeah, that's a tough question. Mm. I would have to say, I would have to say that it's accessible. He's accessible to anyone. Okay. That you don't have to go. Right. It's not something that you have to go Mm -hmm. through a procedure or something. And I'm thinking scripturally too. It's like, I, I don't know in the New Testament if I ever thought anyone yeah, there's just there's actually a, a handful, I think maybe three people that were baptized, quote-unquote, in the Holy Spirit. But if you look at their history, they were water baptized prior to the coming of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So baptized before Jesus was resurrected. And so it seems that people who were baptized after the Holy Spirit came, or when you receive salvation, it's like a one and done. Yeah. But I've also Mm. experienced like a filling, like I believe in a filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some people would use, would interchange the words filling for baptism Mm. of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it really depends on what type of church you grew up in, what Mm -hmm. doctrine you believe in. Um, Mm. But I I, I think it's a really interesting thing to talk about. I do too. I mean, I've been so overcome by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just a few times, you know, that I would say the filling, you know, mm-hmm. and there's probably a moment where I'm like, I wouldn't say it was a baptism. Like I said, it wasn't mm-hmm. something orderly, you know, right. but it definitely 
was a little life, you know, you're just knocked on your feet after Benny Hinn punched you in the face. <laughs> that, you read my mail. That didn't happen. No, guys. it didn't. <laughs> but I did fall over in the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit once. I actually twice, and um, I don't get it. Like, still, mm-hmm. see, see, that's it too. Like, I don't know. A part of me is like, why wouldn't, I don't know. But when that happened, did you go through the same question process? Were you like, is this giving, like, when you fell over, were mm-hmm. you like, this is freaking me out? Or were you like, this, like, I have peace and, like, I'm going through through the the fruits of the Holy Spirit and I believe this line. So. Yeah. I, I, I was overwhelmed by, like, how much I'm going to cry, but, like, how much God loved me, you mm-hmm. know? So I was, like, taken by a moment like that. It was felt very safe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to make me look foolish or anything. Mm-hmm. I definitely, in that moment, felt the presence yeah. of the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's a gift, right? Like, yeah. I get to say, I get to have that and between me and mm-hmm. God, you know? Um, but before then, I was just as filled with the Holy Spirit as in, like, praying and right. relationship with yeah. God, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I... It's funny because sometimes even with the Holy Spirit, I was thinking about him today, you know, as I was driving, thinking about doing the podcast mm-hmm. with you and thinking, what would I, like you were saying, what I wish I knew when I was younger, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just that connection. And I think when you're younger, I got these rules set in my life, like mm-hmm. believe in the Lord Jesus and you're saved. So now I'm saved. So now I operate in that, you yeah. know, but I think, um, the Holy Spirit keeps me flexible and keeps me keeps the freedom in Christ that I think we all long for mm-hmm. because each moment's so different and I need I need God's help yeah. because now it's a new moment I'm entering into. That's I have a hard time with absolutes. I mean, yes, I do believe yeah. the Bible has some absolutes, but I think the Holy Spirit keeps me flexible and has a freedom gives me freedom. Mm-hmm. And like what do you think I have to ask this question because I come across a lot of people um, or like articles, maybe more or less like opinions out on the internet. Um, that there's always like this, uh, my favorite thing is the, the like glitter gold cloud uh, that happened at Bethel. I know what you're and talking about. And there's always like this, they're false prophets because, and mm. there's always like a use of that example. And to me, I think before I like got to know the Holy Spirit. I was like, yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> but then after I got to know the Holy Spirit and then even looking back on the Old Testament, it was like, what like what why mm-hmm. would God split the sea? Why would God like how does that happen? Like it doesn't make sense that God would physically split mm-hmm. a sea or that he would physically send plagues or that like I think there's a lot of people who believe the holy spirit has to function within our realms of what we understand mm. oh wow yeah and i see and mm. have experienced so much that i'm like this the, the only way it makes sense is that it was the holy spirit because it doesn't make sense mm. and like wh- what do you think about that mm. or how do you feel about that i think i long for that right i think mm. i long for um something to if, if this is the key on earth as it is in heaven, mm-hmm. right? So I think I long for God to interrupt our norm a mm-hmm. little bit. And and yet he's so mysterious, so it keeps us, like, longing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a relationship. Like, 
a stinking hard to get. Not that he's hard to get, but I think there's like a piece that we long for, the mystery of God. Mm -hmm. And I think the Holy Spirit can bring, he kind of like interrupts our day to day Mm -hmm. and and wows us with something new of God. Mm -hmm. And I count on the Holy Spirit to do that, you know? And is it scary? I think some, I think tales of the Holy Spirit make it scary. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I said, like I kind of have a measuring stick and I know I'm trying to be like, I just said like no absolutes, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I do make sure it kind of measures up. Or I do check my spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, does this feel off? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Well, maybe it feels on for you, Brenna. But for me and my relationship with the Lord right now, Mm -hmm. I'm not there, you know? Yeah. And I try not to... I've kind of learned... Yeah, you kind of... Sometimes it's jealousy because you wish you had that moment to experience Mm -hmm. God in that cloud at Bethel. Mm -hmm. If, you know, like, I wasn't there, Mm -hmm. you know? And even the videos I watched, I'm like... Do I see the cloud? Yeah. You know, like I'm long. I'm like squinting. Yeah, squinting. So but I'm also not going to deny that didn't happen because right. I've experienced God in, with his presence on earth. Don't we desire that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we long for? Mm-hmm. You know, and isn't, I don't know, mm-hmm. to edify to the, the church nowadays, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we watch something like Stranger Things, you know, we just mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. That's so interesting. These mysteries and this keeping us on our toes. I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I long for that with the Lord a little mm-hmm. bit. So you you already touched on it a little bit, but just to end, um, what is something you wish you knew about the Holy Spirit that you know mm-hmm. now um, growing up in your walk with God? I think I love the connection. I think, um, hmm. I think, the relationship part is the mm-hmm. hugest part for me because it really does connect me to the Bible to make it living, mm-hmm. you know? I think it connects me to when I'm in a community setting. I mean, if I remember, I'm not perfect, you know? But I'm like, Holy Spirit, you know, you're the Holy Spirit in Brenda's life, you're the Holy Spirit in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let us be connected somehow, you know? And I feel like the Holy Spirit's so connecting. Mm-hmm. And so... I think, but truly, I think it's the relational piece mm. that I really, an understanding of the word. It, how else can we get to, I don't know, experience yeah. him in different ways? Yeah. Know? Well, thank you so much for opening up your house for me to record in. You're welcome. Secret, we're in her house. I get that's not, not anymore. Secret. secret. <laughs> People Shh. are like, where is this house? Shh, ASMR. Shh. Oh, no. It's ending with that. Oh, <laughs> that gave me some lines. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and thank thanks you. for thinking of me. I mean, yeah, thanks for elaborating on your experience um, and what you believe. And I am hopeful and encouraged by that's not right grammar. I'm encouraged by what you said, and I'm hopeful that the Holy Spirit will use it. That's cheesy. But that God will use Yeah. That's what I sounded cheesy when I said. Here we go. You wrote, she's reading from a piece of paper. She's like, and that the whole thing is just kidding. Nope. It's all improv. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Let's keep that secret. Um, okay, goodbye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard or want to know more about our podcast, I want to invite you to follow us on Instagram at Can I Say That. That's where you can find what our next topic is going to be, who's speaking, and a lot more about them. We also invite you as an audience member to be a more active part of this conversation by participating in polls, answering questions, and even sending in comments and messages.
Fair warning though, some of them can be kind of frustrating, but please don't let that keep you from engaging, learning, and pressing in. After all, that is what the show is about, asking Christians hard questions. So please come and join us.